Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. What's going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And uh, we've got, what are we doing? Basically a lightning round day. Yeah, I have just, it's been like, there's been a lot of stuff in tech news, but not like a bunch of big stories. So I just basically wrote down, I think I have like five or six interesting titles we're going to blurt them out. We're just going to talk about them really quick. Your thoughts. And that's going to be the episode pretty much. And um, as we promised, we are doing, wait for trivia to the end. We are not going to do it at the ad break because we are kind of going to do the season one trivia wrap up this week. That's um, what I hear. I'm a lot of points behind. So we're going to try and see if I can claw my way back into the. Uh... I heard we're going to have some sort of a, a mathematical way of it being exciting. Maybe you can catch up. I have not heard that, so... It might be a thing. I need to start paying attention in the studio. We'll see. I got ears everywhere. Cool. Um, I I am going to... Before we get into that, Studio Channel, we made a new series we're calling Match Cut, which is just kind of like competition-style videos at the studio. Yeah. And we did one with a contest of Vin, David, and Brandon having to create the best top-down shot kind of chop style. I, I loved it. They're I all competing it awesome. against each other. It's funny because they take like real effort to like win. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we'll have like little lulls in the year where there's not too much tech coming out and then boom, we'll we'll go office Olympics on and just make yeah, a new yeah. competition out of it. So this is a fun one. It was a pretty classic who can make the best top down. Yeah. And I'll Good just start. leave it at that. Just go watch it. It's a fun video. And if you have suggestions for other other versions of match cut. Leave your leave your comments. There's already video. some really good suggestions Perfect. that I'm pumped for. Perfect. Okay, let me. So, do you want me? I'll just read out headlines. Yeah, you and just then pick you one, riff off it. Okay, pick one and we'll do it. Cool. Let's um just start really quick with the we got the some of the specs for the Nothing Phone and I saw this. Still haven't seen a price, but they're taking pre-orders, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. So we now know that it's a Snapdragon 778G. Mm-hmm. And that's the chip that's inside. So again, we were I guess we were kind of talking about this a little bit last week yes. where it was like how is this phone going to differentiate itself against all the other phones? It's a it's a startup company mm-hmm. and I think we saw these lights and the transparent design and it was pretty clear that that's going to be how it differentiates itself rather than the previous Carl Pay playbook which is we're yeah. going to appeal to enthusiasts and give it the full-on, like, best specs for the money treatment. Yeah. This is definitely not that. The 7 Series chip is fine, 
but it's not going to be like one of those like, wow, I want this phone because of the specs. Yeah, you're so. not maxing out this phone. Um, yeah. Like you said, like the old one was kind of like they, you were the sleeper phone. You had all the specs, you had all the power from it, and then you were making a couple sacrifices on the it rest reminds of it. Me, it reminds me of that meme where I think it's usually used about NFTs, but it's like a guy in the corner of a party like, Nobody here knows that I have oh. 18 gigs of RAM on my phone, but I do. It's one of those things. I could see for that. The OnePlus phones. But uh, with the Nothing phone, it'll just be right in your face. It'll flash. Mm-hmm. It'll flash right in your face. Yeah, it'll see. Everybody knows that I have the phone that Everyone lights up on the back. Yeah, um, yeah I think w- I kind of, and I think knowing this solidified my my thought process on it a little more, which was this feels like it's kind of going similar to their headphones. I call it like the Beats route, which is like, I am a very fun, interesting to look at phone. My design is really cool. Like holding this phone is cool. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to now, it looks like the sacrifices are going to be made on the performance side, which is still good performance. But like beats aren't going to compare to like the Sony in terms of sound quality, but they're going to like look cooler than the Sony. So I was going to ask, are you saying, are you going with like 2000? nine beats or like 2019 beats <laughs> am i that buying on beats they're- 2009 beats were like they're going to be more expensive and they're going to be flashy and they're going to spend money on ads but they're going to sound legitimately crazy if you actually want like good quality like they they just have huge bass they mm-hmm. don't sound good where like in 2019 they sound fine but they're clearly not the focus still I, uh, that Newer, yeah. newer age. Like this is going to be a fine phone, fine. and the majority of people who use it are going to be happy with it. But like, the the focus is the design. It's the hard focus to make is a bad phone. Cool. At yeah, this point. exactly. It's pretty hard. Okay, yeah. So we know about it. I think they had something like two hundred thousand people. Yeah, pre orders yeah. this phone, and they all paid twenty five dollars, non refundable, to mm-hmm. get in line. Non-refundable to me is interesting. I do I not know. know how I feel about that. I don't know how they landed on $25, but non-refundable, I'm not a big fan of. But it's only it's only $25. This is the thing. If they're like non-refundable $50, I'd be like, that's a lot. That's too much money. If they said non-refundable $5, I'd be like, that's no money. Why would you even say non-refundable? Just make it refundable. People just get in line for five bucks. But non-refundable $25 feels like fundraising. <laughs> it's it does. just right in that gray I don't, area. I don't like it. And it's like, I do agree with you. $25 doesn't seem that bad, but like, let's compare it to pre-ordering like Cybertruck was $100, right? $100 refundable, but $100 compared to the, let's assume, 50000 plus price tag on it. So you're, it's a you're very small margin. The ratio between the pre-order. I feel like if you make the comparison, the ratio has to be mentioned there. Right, okay. And like $100 so, for a car is not that bad of a... And it's refundable. Yeah. So if we just guesstimate the price of the phone, that would be kind of like the equivalent of paying like several thousand dollars to pre-order a Cybertruck. And it's non-refundable. So, And you don't know the specs of the Cybertruck and you don't know the final <laughs> price of the Cybertruck. And the credit will go there if you buy it. Mm-hmm. But you'll have to wait in line for it and you won't know what it is. So you better hope it's That's a really similar. good point. I don't know. It's a it's a very interesting and unfortunately not very surprising um, way they're handling it. So yeah, I can't, but two hundred thousand pre orders that's like five million. It's a lot of people. There you go. Okay, great start for nothing, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's go into why we're on the topic of phone. Let's just check out the Xiaomi Mi Twelve S Ultra. Oh, this one. We I got are it right here. Dubbing this the Minion phone. This is, uh, yeah, okay. So video viewers, I'm holding it. Audio listeners, just picture a phone 
where you've seen like the iPhone has like a triple camera array at the top with the pros and it's up in the corner. And then you've seen like some that have an even bigger like triple camera array. Imagine just one gigantic like Cyclops eye in the middle of the top of the phone. That's what this is. It kind of looks like a minion if you squint and it was wearing overalls. A matte black everything. Minion. A matte black. Well, it's like a it's like a leather red, uh-huh. a fake leather back. But this is the phone. Mm-hmm. I I've had a lot of you know what I have a hot take about this phone. Okay. I'm still testing it and we're still working on what will turn into our video about it. Okay. But overall, solid phone, right? Very high end specs. This is the Ultra from Xiaomi. So you remember the the Xiaomi. I think it was the 11 Ultra last year, which had the screen on the back and yes. the whole crazy mm-hmm. back of the phone thing. So this is their high-end phone. 6.7 inch, 120 hertz, LTPO, OLED, Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1, high-end chip, IP68 water resistance, 4,860 milliamp hour battery, chargers at 67 watts, wireless chargers at 50, reverse wireless chargers at 10 watts. It's got all the features. Um, but the cameras are the main, like the clear thing. And from the two and a half days that I've used it, this this smartphone, this is the hot take, is capable of the best smartphone photos of any camera, any smartphone. That's not where I thought you were going, and I'm here for it. It's just a couple of things I've noticed, and I'll show you some of these two as I'm talking okay. about I, them. I mean, can we talk about the tweet that you posted, actually? Where oh, you, sure. Um, where, you know, we're giving it away here, but you tweeted... Uh, two photos, it's kind of like under a bridge on a field at nighttime with a big stadium light on. Um, one is from the Galaxy S22 Ultra, and one you just posted a mystery contender. Well, spoiler alert, it is the Minion phone. Yep. And uh, a lot of people are guessing a lot of different things in here. Uh, to be honest, I like the 12S photo better. It is the one on the right. It is a little bit brighter, a little bit, sorry, a little more vibrant and saturated. But it definitely it handles is. the exposure way better and has way less noise and way better highlight protection. Yeah, it, well, yeah, the lights is where, is the clear difference here. Like one is just a ball of light and the other is like, you can actually see all the individual lights. Yeah. It is more vibrant. I would like to see, this is a fairly dull landscape in terms of colors. So while push. it's vibrant of that, yeah. They're all dull already, so that just makes it look nice, I think. Warm, and and the graffiti looks really nice, and all the the stone looks nice. Um, but couple, I'm a fan of it. There's a, I'm going to show you some pictures, but generally, here's why I'm such a big fan of this camera. And like a phone that looks like this, it better have a good camera, right? You pull this out at a party or something, yeah. and it's like, you, this, is, this is for the camera. Uh, dynamic range and fine detail. Okay. Those are the two things that this phone does really, really well. Sometimes it overdoes the HDR, but in general, dynamic range and fine detail. The Leica color thing, you know, it's okay. I'm not always a fan of Leica color, but they do have the ability to toggle between Leica natural color and Leica uh, vivid color or something like that. Okay. I've left, I've kind of gone back and forth, but I've taken more with vivid than natural. Really? But, but really, here. Actually, I'm going to add a third thing Okay. now that I'm rambling. So it's dynamic range, it is fine detail, and it is shutter speed. Okay. All those things combined. So I take pictures of fast-moving objects and they freeze. Look at this photo I just took with the 5X lens. That is really good. It's shooting with sunlight behind the subject. 
That it's is a really nice photo. Really good fine detail and dynamic range. And I don't even think twice about if the subject's moving or not. It's going to freeze it no matter what, which is awesome if you're taking pictures of like moving dogs. We took a lot of pictures like of the dog. Your kids. Your kids. Or at the zoo. Probably yeah. the number one thing people take pictures on with smartphones. So it does great with that. And then you take photos like directly into the sun. Just... Just overall, I'm I'm very impressed with a lot of these pictures. You remember Zuri sprinting around earlier? The dog was just mm-hmm. a blur before. Didn't ever stop moving. But lots That's of pictures awesome. with the shallow depth of field of just the dog seemingly frozen in, in place. Here's one I took last night. Feel free to zoom in on the depth of field on the cleats versus the ground behind it. That does yeah, not that look looks, like a smartphone photo. This looks fantastic. And not yeah. just that, but there's also like reflections in the water that's on the ground and and it handles all the highlights really no nice noise. in the back yeah and like your cleats have a lot of detail on them which it's nailing you can see like the dirt and all the different and the laces and the fly knit and i take a picture like that on pretty much every phone i test because i probably have practiced that week of whatever week i'm testing a phone man and the and gravel I, too yeah i was just very impressed the with that. gravel is a great so like for audio listeners, this is a picture of Marquez sitting down on the ground with his feet in front of him and then just kind of the field. He's on asphalt, then there's grass, then there's people in the grass, and there's a skyline in the background. But on the asphalt, you can see the just roll off of... The focus roll off? Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah. And it, it rolls really, off into really like good. the puddle. It's yeah. so good. So listen, I, I still have some more testing to do. I'm working on the video. There are some quirks and weird things about it that I still don't like. Like it is a huge sensor and it still fringes when you get really close to subjects. Mm -hmm. It still loves to try to switch to the ultra wide macro when you get even closer to a subject. I'm gonna show you one more picture that I took on the roof. I can tell you real quick while you're pulling this up, one thing I very much dislike about it and Mm -hmm. the fake leather back is terrible. Don't do this on a smartphone. I feel like... The fake leather back is what a lot of cheaper phones do to try and feel more premium. And this makes it feel like a cheaper phone, even though this is a... It's not a good fake leather. It's not a good fake leather. There are some good fake leathers. I have yet to feel that. There are some bad That I can remember. This is bad. Don't Um, like it at all. You know the roof of this building? Yeah. Super windy. And you know those plants up on the roof that just like wave Mm -hmm. back and forth in the wind? Frozen in time. Shallow depth of field. Just straight, like, captured it, didn't even think twice. The thing was blowing back and forth in and out of was the it frame. Really? And this it is... happened to get in the middle of the frame and nailed that shot. Dynamic That's... range is on point, no noise. Like, it is. it has the highest ceiling of any smartphone camera I've ever used. I think sure. that's that's my hot take. All right. Early contender for some awards in the future. It's really good. I'm gonna, it's going to be hard to beat that from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, you heard, it, uh, you heard the minion name here first. I think we're going to try to do a minion thumbnail for this. Review. Of course, obviously. And I also heard you're wearing overalls for the review. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't you heard it yellow, here first. Yellow. Heard costume. it here first. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, it's a high end phone. Yeah. Well, I think everything else will go over in the video, which you should see pretty shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully next week, maybe. No pressure. I'll try to have it out by the Oh, episode. let's put the pressure on. Okay. Everyone tweet at him nonstop. Yeah, that's what it. he loves. That's that's the best way to get videos fast is to just constantly berate your favorite content creator with <laughs> the thing that you want that they might not be working on, but I promise you it works perfectly. Maybe. All right. Ad, oh, we'll go to an ad break so you can type your tweet up right now. We'll be right back. All right. Be right back. 
Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for this show comes from NetSuite, and that's exactly what NetSuite provides, support. But what they really provide is support where you need it, because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about a couple more headlines. We got another one coming up. You picked this one this from is my The favorite, Verge. My favorite of uh, the whole episode. I'm just going to read the headline, then we can go from there. Mm-hmm. The headline is, GM is reportedly only making about 12 Hummer EVs per day. Okay. Um, interesting. <laughs> That's <laughs> rough. Number. That's rough, man. Okay. So in the beginning, so we've heard uh, whenever we talk about manufacturing, you have to like ramp up manufacturing, right? So yeah. you start at a low number and then you ramp up to high. So they're not going to be making 12 a day forever. No. They're going to start at six a day, then 12 a day, then 50 a day, then 100, then 300. Um, so at this point right now, they're at 12 a day. It might take a while if they only do 12 a day for a while. Uh, do you want me to like give the reason for it first? Or do you want oh, to yeah. dunk, dunk on them a no, little No, is there longer? a reason? Do we know? Yeah, pretty much it's that right now they have to rely on all their batteries from LG while their battery plants are being built, which are should be coming up pretty soon. And obviously they should be producing far okay. more. But like if we want to just pretend, like let's just stick on the 12 number. For comparison, um, Rivian's making about 30 to 40 a day. EVs a day. So I'm assuming that's just R1T though, because R1S Mostly I R1T. don't think is in production yet. We were just trying to figure that out this morning because we're seeing videos of it start Reviews to pop up. The reviews of the R1T ju- of the R1S just went live, which leads me to believe you you are going to start seeing them on the road. I do think so, but yeah. I think it's still mostly R1T by volume. Okay. Um, and the Ford, I don't know if they're just like memeing here, but they are making 150 F150 Lightnings a day, which I mean, I think we all kind of saw Ford doing that because. The F-150 is pretty much an already built truck where the Hummer EV is the Hummer EV, the gargantuan whatever that they is not already a body on something. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, but I just like found some other. Oh, also, if they were to continue shipping at 12 a day, it would take 17 and a half years to deliver to everybody on the wait list. Yeah, they got to ramp it up. That's that's, Fantastic. By the way, 150 F-150 Lightnings doesn't sound like that much either. It doesn't sound like that much, but they also just started delivering like a month ago, right? Right. So they're going to ramp up. They'll probably I, aim for I would 300 so. a day, then 1,000 a I day. I believe, so uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, but 
I think batteries are also a limiting factor there. Um, and they're opening a new plant in Georgia, okay. I believe. I think batteries are going to be the thing that's going to uh, limit pretty much everybody for a while. Uh, yeah. but Cars are hard to make. Right exactly. Um, but in this article, there are just a, a couple. One other fun fact that I found mm-hmm. about the Hummer EV, which I think has been out for a long time, but I don't know how I missed it. But the Hummer EV battery, just the battery, weighs as much as a Honda Civic. Just the battery weighs as much as a Honda <laughs> Civic. How big is the, doesn't the Hummer EV have like a, uh, I guess it is massive, but isn't it like a 180 kilowatt hour battery or something I, crazy? I, funny enough, when I was looking, I didn't see the exact spec. I do know it's 2,923 pounds wow, for just, just the battery. the battery. The, that's more, that's heavier than some entire sports cars. Like the lightest sports cars are about 2,900 to 3,000 pounds. That's awesome. The whole so the whole Hummer EV is nine thousand pounds. Um, for reference, the F one fifty Lightning's sixty five hundred pounds. So if you took the battery out of the Hummer EV, it would almost it would weigh a little bit less than an F one fifty Lightning. The Hummer is basically a small tank again. That thing is. This is nine, going to be on the roads with people. Nine thousand pounds. I guess. Okay. On one hand. What's the difference between a 6,000-pound truck hurling at you and a 9,000-pound truck hurling at you? But on the other hand, <laughs> brakes. Like, I feel like that's a lot of mass to be thrown around. Wow, and that thing accelerates too, like a normal EV. It accelerates it's fast. pretty quickly. 9,000 pounds, oh my God. Yeah, so uh, Hummer EV. I'll be okay if it stays at 12 a day because I do. if I'm being honest, I'm scared to be on the road with them. I've said that many times. What but, else weighs 9,000 pounds? That's a good question. Can you think of something off your head and I'll check fact check Things, it? Uh, okay. Something that weighs 9,000 pounds, a bison, fully grown bison. Seems like it might be more, actually. I think it's less. Really? Oh, no. A male adult, 1,000 to 2,200 pounds. Damn, bison. Bison's Big. only 1,000 pounds? A small one. Oh. They can get up to 2,200 pounds. Adult yak. I should Google adult yak weight. Only 1,200 pounds. All right. I was pretty off. It's about eight yaks. It's eight yaks. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Yeah. No, I'm I'm expecting to see all of these slowly ramp up. I think they're all going to have low volume numbers. As, as you mentioned, it's hard to make cars right now. Not only just the batteries, but like the computers, the chips inside, the parts, the pieces, the materials. So, yeah. These are the companies that we expect to be good at ramping up scale. Mm-hmm. Ford, GM. They know how to make cars quickly. Yeah. Rivian, Tesla, the startups, we have to see what they end up doing because they have to prove that. I guess Tesla's proven Tef- it. But- Tesla's proven it. Rivian has a lot to prove. Yeah. And then, like, I guess on the other hand, like we've said before, is like Ford GM has to prove the right now the battery ramp up is where they have to prove it because yeah. like their production factories know what they're doing. Their yeah. assembly lines know what they're doing. The Gigafactory was a real good idea. Remember when it was in a tent? Yes. I, that's that when we still visited. blows my mind. That's when we shot that interview with Elon is we did the Model 3 and Model Y, or sorry, they were doing Model S and Model X in the factory and they were cranking out 3 and Y from a tent and next a door. Tent. That was a- I like go outside today and then imagine people working in a tent doing that. Those, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of robots, but like- Some wolf, air conditioning It's maybe. hot, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next thing on our list, I have Tesla scans for potholes and can adjust- vehicle suspension to avoid damage. So this is a potential update coming up. And I'm going to read one of the notes really quickly because I'm having a hard time 
figuring out what it does. Even though that sounds like really obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Scans for potholes, adjust suspension to avoid damage. Um, So release notes, the update will be, uh, why does it just say 2022? It's a new software version. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. Um, And it says, we'll be able to scan ahead for potholes and adjust the suspension according to rough roads. but it does also say this adjustment may occur at various locations subject to availability as the vehicle downloads rough roadmap data generated by Tesla cars. So I can't tell if this is scanning and when it sees a pothole adjusts or if it is always scanning, sending data back to Tesla, calling a road or like putting a road as a rough road in Tesla's data. So now when any Tesla goes over it, the suspension just changes. The second one. Okay. So right now... The error suspension in a Model S and Model X, they can adjust in real time, but it's it's like a one or two second thing as okay. it's happening. So if you come up on a pothole at highway speed, it's not like you can just it, it see can it and adjust. That's not <laughs> okay. happening. But as of right now, there are a couple things that the cars already do. I remember a couple years ago saying this in a video and it really blew people's minds where if I have a steep driveway and I pull up to my driveway and I go, you know what? I'd like to raise the suspension to not like scrape. I raise the suspension, pull in the driveway, Every time the car gets back to that GPS location, it goes, ah, last time you were here, you raised Mm -hmm. the suspension, and it does it again automatically. And so it starts doing that, and there are parts of the highway that I notice where I'm driving where I don't even ask it to, but I see a little message saying, raising the suspension for comfort, Hmm. and it's a rougher section of the road. So I believe it's already doing a rough something like this where cars are driving around all the time, and they're collecting tons of suspension data and you can see that live data. Like you go over a bunch of potholes in a row, like you can see it on the on the diagram in the car. And so, yeah, it will decide to raise and lower the suspension when that happens. So I suspect for all of the cars in the fleet, now there's data all over the world okay. for rough roads. I don't know if it's visually scanning for actual potholes. Like that. I, th- I think it is scanning for potholes and sending that data back. And then in the future, when that road becomes... Right. That is when it'll adjust the suspension. Yeah. So it, it I like think the is, phrase ah the phrase scanning for potholes implies visual, but it could easily be scanning for potholes with the suspension data. It could be doing it a bunch of different ways. When okay. I read that headline, though, I imagine like you know like laser beams going across yeah. the road and being like that's what they oh, want you a to pothole picture. like yeah. oh, fix yourself really quick. Yeah. Um, it does say that there was some rumor that there may be a three D mapping with obstacle avoidance in the future, which would be more rather than change the suspension, but get you away from a pothole if you miss it. Okay. Those ones sneak up on you. Um, I think overall, this is cool. Maybe not as cool as the headline makes it sound, but also if at any point that suspension change can help you not get a flat tire or something like once, I think it's super worth, worth it. it. Carney's the worst. If Tesla wants to full blown test this, if you want yeah, to they test should it, drive it around. We got a road. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Actually, yeah. you might be doing a ton of data uh, back to. I've the, sent uh, plenty of information to the fleet. Exactly. For sure. Um, this is the kind of cool stuff that, like, this is why Tesla is going to be so far ahead because the amount of things they have scanning right now and the information they're gaining is going to be more than everyone else. Yeah. Information systems. Yeah. Information wars. That's Do you real. think they'll ever license it and sell it? No. No. I think that would be the smart move. I don't think they're even able, well, in a in a privacy-focused world, they can't even see the data. It's just the cars working with the data. True. So. That's what they want you to think. They want you to. 
believe that anyway. Okay. Uh, next headline. Last one. Um, and this is pretty small, but um, BMW is the latest to adopt Android Automotive. Um, BMW, the company, basically is saying that in March 2023, some of their new infotainment systems are going to be Android Automotive-based. And just to reiterate here, because this is something I just learned very recently, mm -hmm. the difference between Android Auto and Android Automotive is Android Automotive is in your car, in your car's infotainment system, and your car is running. It is on, the car's. It is the car's. System. It doesn't have anything to do with your phone. Yeah. Or it obviously, it can connect to your phone and everything, but like you, it's not running off of your phone like Android Auto is. I think this is awesome. Yeah. Google needs to work amazing. on their naming to make that a little more clear. So True. we know the difference between Android Auto and Android Automotive. But yes, and that also is funny because didn't we just see that the Polestar, which runs on Android Automotive, mm -hmm. just added CarPlay support? I think that's awesome because that means you're not going to get stuck in it in the future. That's true. So people aren't going to not buy a car because it has it. That's true. I get so focused on the companies that I'm like, why would they ever enable that? But also I'm like, yeah, sweet. You I would love yeah. to have that. Uh, Android yeah. Automotive, Android anything is going to be better than pretty much any automotive infotainment system. They're all terrible. We've said that a million times. There's, I don't like making blanket statements, but I feel very comfortable saying every in-car's built-in infotainment system is bad, period, across the board, all of them, 100%. So yeah, I don't mind supporting Android Automotive and Android Auto and CarPlay. And CarPlay, yeah, all good, all good stuff. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back, we're out of our headlines, but we're into our trivia. See you in a second. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI power gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is gonna change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution, like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S 
com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. All right, welcome back to the final section of this week's podcast mm-hmm. where I have no notes. All it says is trivia finale showdown. Yeah, I think we talked last week about I was so far behind in points. Let's like maybe wrap it up. We're going to keep doing trivia. I have to say thank you everyone for giving us feedback on trivia. It's something Adam thought of a few months ago um, and we wanted to try it and everyone loved it. So now it's like part of the show. It's been fun. We love it. I like it. So we're kind of doing like, imagine this as like the season one finale and then next episode season two will start. So we're keeping, we're still doing it. Okay. But I know nothing else about what's happening it's from like now on. It's final Jeopardy of season one? I don't know. It, Maybe. It's like a final Jeopardy where it's own TV show. And that would be an awesome TV show. Why have they never done only final Jeopardy this show? Well, because you have to get the first part of the Jeopardy to build up the points so that people can. I don't like your double logic. Je- anyway, whatever. <laughs> okay. Ellis and Adam, what's going on? Whoa. Welcome to <laughs> Trivia Final Showdown, the Waveform episode. So this is how this is going to go. We're going to have a few questions and rounds and things like that. I'm going to ask a couple questions about tech, phones, cars, companies in general, whatever. I love this <laughs> so much. Cracked, is cracking up. Um, so we're going to take the suggestion of a lovely commenter last week. Ramazan Samat, I think his name is. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but thank you so much because he had the idea to let Andrew answer first a couple questions so that (laughs) there's a hope that you can catch up. So it'd be a little... I also think this is like, what he suggested was every week when we do trivia is the person who's behind should get the first chance to answer the question. And then if they get it wrong, then the next person can steal. So if you're ahead and the person... So behind if, answers first and gets it wrong, then you can Then answer. you can get it and get the question Okay, right. otherwise exactly. I can't answer. I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. I guess we're doing it today, but also just like going forward in general. I like it. So yeah. it'll make it hurt so much more when I get all of these wrong. So. <laughs> okay. We'll see. I'm going to close my laptop so no one <laughs> yeah, thinks I'm cheating. Although yeah, when I get them all wrong, no one will think I'm cheating anyways. So... Okay, so first question. Kudos on that music, by the way. That was just all interrupting Alice. very quickly. That was that, that. I felt like I was no. in a game show there for a <laughs> that, second. Yeah, that was a good choice. That was, yeah, it was great. great. He played that for me earlier, and I was cracking up. I was like, absolutely. Um, okay, Sims. Andrew. Oh well, let's say what the score is first. The score is fourteen. Marquez. Andrew eight. Woof. <laughs> let's go. First question to Andrew. What year did the Nexus Q come out? I hope the next question is not what is the Nexus Q because I also don't know what that is. Um, but I will take a guess. 2011. Correct. 2011. Let's go. Can I know what the thought process was for that guess? Android, I don't know when Android came out sometime when I was in college. So, no, a little before college. No, no, in college. Yeah, I just guessed the year in college. <laughs> I don't even remember when I went to college at this point. Great. Do you know what the Nexus Q was? No. Do you I'm, know what it looks why like? Why a tablet is what I'm guessing for some So it reason. came out at the same time as a Nexus tablet. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was an orb-shaped media player 
that was discontinued immediately. I need to see a picture of this. <laughs> the reviews right destroyed now. it. Immediately. I need this. It this was, sounds awesome. Was it like literally like a month? I think I at one point did a list of the fastest discontinued tech products of all time and it was like top five. Yeah. Was it faster than the Celeron Pixel Slate? Probably. I think it was. Okay. I think so, yeah. I think it was. Because Celeron awesome. Pixel Slate hit the shelves and then real people bought it and then the reviews I want, hit. Sorry, I, I need to look this Nexus Q, really. yeah, look up, wait, Nexus Q is a, kind of one of the quirkiest pieces. I also thought it was 2012, so I'm, I'm glad it you got that It kind right. of looks like a Amazon Echo now that I'm looking at it. It does a lot, like a smooth version of the. Yeah. They were first. Oh, what, wait, this is so much worse than I thought it was. <laughs> what does it do? It's just a ball with You plug it into your TV in and it was just, it, it was like oh, a Chromecast, no. but worse. It didn't do anything. It was like Google this Play is, Movies. Samsung needs it to buy Google the leftover stock of this and turn this into uh, the Bixby speaker. This was, okay, so you plug this into your TV and it would stream google services for you instead of the tv streaming it so you don't have a smart tv you okay plug it in now you have google play oh that movies. makes way more sense yeah but it's just google play movies okay so it was like the it all it did chromecast get developed from this pretty much uh it came shortly after uh, supposedly yeah. the chromecast was developed by a different team the queue walked so chromecast could run exactly <laughs> exactly i love i love that i want one of these so i think i right probably pick one up on ebay for about 30 cents we need to get one <laughs> we need cheap. to get one yeah. okay but good job way to get that one. got it nice okay next question and andrew's still down so he'll get first dibs all right physical challenge yeah um do 28 jumping jacks no uh, um marcus <laughs> what does the s in https stand for that one i know system that one I know. Nope. I'm trying to Marquez, remember what all of HTTPS stands for. It's funny because uh, when I first made mkbhd.com, I made it through Squarespace, and I got the most complaints I ever got for as garbage as that oh, website Oh, I remember those complaints. All the complaints were like, why isn't it secure? Why isn't it HTTPS? Marquez, oh, you could have made no. a secure website. So I know that the S stands for secure. Uh, I'm yep. trying to remember. So hypertext transfer protocol, secure? Oh, that I do not know. I think that's what HTTPS stands uh, for. Ellis is giving me the thumbs up. So yes, correct. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's I'm, go with that. I'm mad I didn't know that because of your you reasoning. I, yes, I yeah, do. I, it, they were so bad they were taking me in it. Like I, yes, yeah. I remember it, it that. It is secure now. MKBHD.com. You can go check. It is secure now. With a capital S. So is MKBHD.com. All right. Next question. This one's hard. Oh, this is Andrew. So this Andrew's is just embarrass Andrew. <laughs> Seagate's first hard drive, the ST506, was released in 1980. How much storage did it come with? Can you say the name again? Seagate's first hard drive, the ST506. Whoever gets the closest without going over will get the point. Without going over? Yeah. 86? It was released in 1980. How much storage did it come with? Eighty. Like that's going to be so low that I don't think I'm even going to get the unit, the unit correct. <laughs> like, like, okay, so megabyte. No, the no. first storage piece of anything I ever bought was a thumb drive in high school. That was one gigabyte, and it was eighty dollars. I'll always remember that because what you can buy for eighty dollars right now is wow. insane. Like, probably over a terabyte. You can grab a terabyte for sixty bucks. Yeah. So, like, if that was in two thousand. Four, 2005 like Minus 1980 years. 
we're talking kilobytes. Uh, I'm going to guess 500 kilobytes. I was going to go way lower. I, I I don't know how to get much lower <laughs> so than I, that. I, my only context, and it's kind of the same with a lot of thinking as you, is I remember having a Windows 95 computer mm-hmm. that had its RAM measured in kilobytes. I think it was 128 kilobytes of RAM. Okay. But again, that's 1995. Like, well, it has to keep going. That's so, also flash storage and not a hard disk. Duh. Interesting. So, okay, fair. Uh, I still, I'm, I'm still going lower though. I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna go based on the name, fifty kilobytes. I almost wanted to say five or six because of the name, but like, there's that no way it's fifty feels... bytes. It's got to be more. You wouldn't buy fifty bytes of storage, I don't think. So I'm gonna go fifty thousand bytes. There is someone um, out there. Nope. That that was like into tech in the the 80s. That is just cringing. Very mad at us. Somebody right knows now, the answer. And I apologize to you. So Sir Andrew Amanda. gets the point because he was closest. The correct answer is five megabytes. Five megabytes. Was, uh, I wanted to say one megabyte, but that felt like too much. Yeah. What did you say? 500 kilobytes. 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 I said 50 kilobytes. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. <laughs> five megabytes. Good for Seagate, man. Their first product. Wow, they took a while to get. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they Wolf. got faster. Woof. And more is all storage. I can say. Yeah, yeah. Five megabytes. Wow. All right. Next question. Which of the following is not a 2000s mobile operating system? Wait, Sim- you could store two YouTube thumbnails on that storage <laughs> track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and have space for a couple text documents. Yeah, you couldn't edit them because a project file would be too big, but you could store <laughs> the thumbnail. Okay. I'm sorry I interrupted, but no, that just like dawned on I'm me. I'm always down for a chance to dunk on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous limit. that that is a <laughs> limit. Megabytes. Wait, okay. what's the score now? The score you got two. And Marquez got- fifteen. Andrew ten. Okay. 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 So Andrew is still g- getting first dibs <laughs> on know. questions. Okay. Just to be clear. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which of the following is not a 2000s mobile operating system? Good luck. Symbian, Danger OS, or BOS? When you you say 2000, it's just like at any point in the year, 2000 through 2001. I mean, 2009. <laughs> 2009. Okay, okay. I still don't know any of them. I just wanted to. <laughs> I don't... Danger OS seems very dated. I'm going to guess Danger OS. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Oh, Marquez, this one's... Chance to Steal. Yeah, that would be... BOS is not the real one. Oh, is it BOS? not real or is it not... It's not real at all. No. BOS is a real operating system. B like take B-E? that one away. B E O S was an operating system for oh. power PC laptops okay. in the early 2000s. I guess I heard BOS and I just thought of like the B movie for some reason. Wait, wait, design. it was in the early 2000s? But yeah. Symbian, I've definitely heard of. Yeah. Wow. Da- what's Danger OS? Danger OS, I believe, was for the sidekick. Why would you ever name your own <laughs> OS Danger OS? Company was, called. was it? Wasn't the company who made the sidekick called Danger? Now that I don't know. Imagine in today's age with all this, like with privacy being so important, naming something Danger OS. And then like your mom signing on to and their phone says Danger as they boot the phone up. Danger Hip Top. Danger the company made the sidekick. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, I'll take the point, but I that's that's a lot of new information for me right there. Yeah, that's the point of trivia. Learn something yeah, new. It is. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the score. 
Marquez 16, Andrew 10. So Andrew gets first dibs on uh, the question. <laughs> this is a hilarious formality. I love it. <laughs> it's rough to be in the hot seat. <laughs> Andrew. Yes. What year did Bill Gates graduate from college? Mm. Oh, man. I did watch his documentary. Okay. Good start. Great start. Wasn't did one of like the things it? that popped out to me. Uh, it was interesting. There's a reason for that. Night. Oh. Did he not graduate college? Is that your final answer? <laughs> Can I get it? <laughs> I kind of think nice. you gave that one away. College. I know. I was trying to help. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank it. you. Okay, at least it was on purpose. I was doing the did math of like, college. okay, he's about my parents' age, and what year did they? Also, what school did Bill Gates? Wait a second. <laughs> did he not go to any school? I thought he I did think go he to. Dropped out he of did. Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. He dropped. I think he dropped out from somewhere. Is it Stanford? I didn't even. The what? <laughs> the know. thing I will remember from I forget if it was from that or just like is he always met with Warren Buffett. And have you ever seen the video of Warren Buffett eating a cheeseburger or a hamburger when he was uh, eating with Bill Gates? He he opens the burger up at like a diner, dumps salt onto the top of it, flips the burger over, takes the bottom bun off, and then puts more salt. <laughs> it is it is like watching the video, my jaw is just like on the floor, like how is this man still alive right now? Oh my but God. I highly He's suggest like preserving trying to find, his find that video. Yeah. Yeah. That burger does not change yeah. in his gullet at all. Incredible. All right. So <laughs> score is 16 Marquez, Andrew 11. Yep. So now we're going to do a smartphone speed round. Smartphone speed round. To close this out. Okay. It sounds like it would be way more fun if Marquez is guessing first. <laughs> Marquez can guess first if you want to give oh, him wait, that wait, right. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Is it speed, speed round just... What well, uh, What are the rules for speed so round? So the rules for speed round, I'm glad mm-hmm. you asked. You have 30 seconds to answer as many questions correctly okay. as we give you. Okay. 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 Do you think there are enough questions for us both to get 30 seconds? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll we have first. five for each of you, and then I could just start picking random questions. So you will get five dedicated smartphone ones. Mm-hmm. And then if you, bli- if you fly past those and you get them all correct... I have a, a bunch more okay. that I can choose from that won't be smartphone related, but I doubt you'll get past okay. the first five, so it's fine. <laughs> yes. That's, I mean, this is hard because as you can tell when I don't know, I just make bad jokes instead, and those take up a lot of time. So uh. so you will get one point if you get the manufacturer correct, two points for the phone. Okay. Shout out to Android Authority for some of the things on this list, by the way, because they made the list. Shout out. And we just took them all. So you ready with the timer? Mm-hmm. Say you first. Yeah, let's Andrew do this. Goes, well, you can choose to let Marquez go first if you want, or you can go first. It's up I'll to suffer. you. I'll suffer. Let's go. You'll do it? All right. Three, two, one, go. First smartphone with dual cameras. iPhone 6. Yeah, I knew that one. First front-facing camera phone. iPhone 4. First Marquez phone is so mad with a notch. The uh, essential phone? First smartphone with NFC. Nexus 4. First phone with reverse wireless charging. That's fine. Oh, okay. I'm also Ooh. going to clarify because I the essential phone, but that was the, the PH1. Yeah. Or, okay, P- cool. Yeah. yeah, you got that one. Okay. Yeah. Mark has off the top of your head, which ones of those did you know? I think all of them. I think. Ooh, can, can, wait, can we do this? Yeah, yeah. I 3D. 
Was it, it was. the HTC yeah. Evo yeah. 3D? So was we we had a dual answer here because technically the Evo 3D did have dual cameras. Yeah. We also would have accepted the HTC, HTC One M8 because that had the first modern dual camera, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. Do but you know which one had the thing. first front-facing camera? Was the 4S? No. Oh, it was before the 4S? Uh, we found a Kyocera phone from 1999 that Whoa. had a front-facing <laughs> oh, camera. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten that. Okay, so we had a similar Kyocera phone can hold not one, not two, but 20 JPEG images. That's a lot of YouTube thumbnails right there. That's a lot. (laughs) It's like 10. Yeah. (laughs) Not bad. Okay. All right. Did you know? Well, I'll start off the next one with that. So wait, let's let's tally it up. So I got one. You got the essential phone. And a half. And the Um, Nexus phone. So that's three points. You should yeah, not, you three you should points not give me that half credit. Well, I'm you got the phone, honest. so that's two. Yeah. I got the phone? Yeah, you said the Nexus S, didn't you? Oh, no, you said Nexus, Nexus 4. four. Yeah. Nexus 4. Nexus. Oh, never mind. Like, Nexus is one point. <sighs> I'll give, I'll give you a point. I'll, I'll give the Nexus. I'll lose I'll give a point out of the goodness I think of the I appreciate it. It has three points. Okay, three points. Yeah. So, At home, if you've been keeping track and you're tied with me, you win. Yeah, that's how that works. There we go. So Marquez, this is kind of like a victory lap because the score right now is 16-14. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't injure yourself on the victory don't, lap. That's uh, Don't go backwards. We still got another season, so you don't want to <laughs> like have a career-ending injury. Okay. Okay. Ready, set, go. First phone with reverse wireless charging. Oh, that one, I don't know. Pass. First phone with Bluetooth. iPhone 3G. First capacitive touchscreen. iPhone 1. First fingerprint sensor. Fingerprint sensor at all? Yep, on the phone. iPhone 5. Nope. First phone with Qi wireless charging. Jesus. (laughs) Galaxy Nexus. I don't know. Wow. That was a good... That, that was, was a good set of questions. That was time. All right. Yeah, nope. So I feel like these are all obscure. These yeah, they're tough. a little... And they were more obscure. I had to find like features we actually know and care about to yeah. find these phones. Um, it's funny because in a speed round, I think of like the notable introduction of the feature, which is definitely not the first one. No. Like I think of when the first iPhone got a fingerprint sensor. And I'm like, that was not the first one yeah. with a fingerprint sensor, but that's the first one that I remember with a fingerprint sensor. Yep. All right. So... So hit you didn't get the, any points hit for me that. With, yeah, <laughs> zero. <laughs> hit me with the real answers. So first phone with reverse wireless charging, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Oh, I think I did a video on that phone. Mm-hmm. First phone with Bluetooth, the Sony Ericsson T36. Was never going to get that. <laughs> first phone with a capacitive touchscreen, the LG Prada. Way back. Huh. Oh, I guess there were a bunch of touchscreens, though. Not resistive. I, what was the type of touchscreen the old... Do you remember? Was it the BlackBerry Force? It had a resistive touchscreen. Resi- is that what it is? Where yeah. it's like a physical button as well? It was and like you had to press hard enough to connect two layers of the physical. The whole screen moved in. Yeah. That was terrible. That was bad. I hated that, that so much. Yeah. It's worth mentioning the LG Prada did come out only a month or two before the first iPhone. It barely beat it to market. Yeah. That was a big last second thing Apple decided to do with the iPhone. It was like, we actually have to do capacitive glass touchscreen with multi-touch go now we just use the apple pencil so it works out jeez (laughs) (laughs) uh first fingerprint sensor was the pantech gl100 i would have been very shocked had you gotten what year was that even i don't even i've I've never heard of pantech i got the way easier questions have you ever heard of? i got the only phone that was 
like Modern. that came out when I uh, since I've been announced here, in two thousand four the Pantec GL one hundred. Okay. Or GI, I don't know. You know how like sometimes they look similar, GL GI. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that was. First phone with Qi wireless charging, Nokia Lumia nine twenty. Feel like you should have gotten that one. That was the first one with Qi wireless charging. Apparently. Whoa, I've reviewed that phone too. Yeah. Wow. Do you want the last two just for just for fun I do. that we had? I do. Yeah, yeah. Hit us with the. We'll work together for the last two. Yeah, okay, yeah. So first phone with in-display fingerprint sensor, Vivo X20. It wasn't X21. It was so they made like a sort of a prototypey phone that we checked out, and then it came out in the next version. Uh, okay. So I think it was Vivo X20. Or it was the one we hit with a hammer to test yes, if it would still work. Definitely. Is it X X twenty? X twenty plus UD technically, but yeah. Okay. That okay. was the one. Yeah. And then first phone with triple cameras. Hmm. Oh, okay. see, I thought this one was too easy. That's why I saved triple it. Triple cameras. So we got the dual cameras from the M eight happening. Then was we it get- a V thirty? Interesting. Ultra wide. LG did ultra wide. And primary, but they didn't have a telephoto. They just did ultra wide. So that was dual cameras. The V30 didn't have triple. The V20 didn't. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it was like a macro the, or some some small, like. It, I don't remember what camera. it was. I feel like I just. Yeah. I, I bet it is LG. I kind of think it's LG. I bet it is LG. Is it LG? Huawei P20 Pro. Oh! Oh yeah, we took a bunch of pictures of Mac with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. We I remember that the color. Too. I remember the color of it. It was the that like color was crazy beautiful. green, yeah. like vibrant, had some purple in it and blue. It was really nice. Yeah. That All rang right. a lot of bells. That was a uh, season one okay. of trivia. Season one. Final score. Marquez 16, Andrew 14. That's We're gonna crown. have to get a trophy. That's a cr- that's a crown. I feel like with this and with Match Cut, we just need to order bulk trophies for the studio <laughs> and start handing them out. Just for useless things. We just like need here, like little just... like soccer trophies that we hand out for uh, like the Dundies. I wouldn't mind a soccer trophy. We should do it. It's not bad. All right. Well, that's been a fun first season of trivia, but the season of Waveform continues and the season of tech is only just getting started, as you probably already could tell. So stick with us. Thanks for listening to this week and we'll catch you guys very soon. Peace. Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rovin. We are partnered with Vox Media and our intro is created by Vane Sill. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.